A Mars a day helps you work, rest, and play. Not true. Welcome to Seti Shoppo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I am Simon. Hello, Izzy. Goodbye, Simon. Are you aware of the cream cake advertising slogan, Naughty But Nice, from the 80s? No, no, I am not. So they'd show cakes, cream cakes, all delicious cream cakes, and people, people's hands coming in to take them, and then it would say, Naughty But Nice. Yeah. Do you know who wrote Naughty But Nice? Was it Eric Idle? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was Salmon Rushdie. Are you aware of the opal fruit slogan, made to make your mouth water? No. Really? Yeah. Don't they still use it for Starburst? I don't know. I'm not aware of any advertising for opal fruits or Starburst. Okay. Well, you're aware of adverts. I believe so. And you're aware that adverts have slogans? I am aware of this. Who do you think wrote the opal fruits, made to make your mouth water slogan? Eric Idle. (laughs) No? Good guess, though. Salman Rushdie. No, good guess though. Your mum. Murray Walker. Really? Yeah, he wrote one for Kitty Cat as well. As in the racing car commentator. Yeah, Yeah, he was in advertising before he was a a racing car commentator. He would have said it's the penultimate opal fruits. Yes, because he he once learnt that live on air, I believe, that word, (laughs) and then used it for a long time. It's the penultimate lap, which means there's another lap after this one, which was always very funny. It's a, it's a very exciting one, the penultimate lap. Mm-hmm. Also, we use the word ultimate wrong, usually. Yeah. I believe the one before the penultimate is the anti-penultimate. I'm not sure. I thought it was the pen-penultimate. Pen-pen. Pen-pen-pen-pen-pen-pen-pen. I'd, I'd, I'd write slogans for Byros. Pen-pen-pen-pen. Because they're always there, but they never work. What am I talking like about, you. Izzy? Simon, the Byro of the pen. <laughs> always there, never working. Uh, oh. Uh, how, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Well, I say that I got to have a sleep monitor on it at the moment. Oh yeah, how was how was you were we were dressed up like a bog last night, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I had a, a a real proper seven of nine hand with your thingy. with your finger in a cat's bum. Yeah, we glowed red all bum. night. Did it? Yeah, and it didn't bother my cat as much as I thought it would. Did it bother you? Bit. Did you, did you have a weird sleep? Did you dream about inserting your hand into like electrical sockets? And I stuff? did. I had one dream about having an implant in my hand. Yeah. So we're going to find out if I have sleep apnea. I mean, I know I have sleep apnea. I think you I'll have a wake sure. apnea, Simon. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, Johnny wants to know what is the opposite of a butterfly? Oh. I didn't do any so research about butterflies. Fly. A butterfly. Yeah, they are. They are evolved from moths. Are they? I okay. So moths and butterflies are related. It's just yeah. the butterflies came for the day and stayed. Yeah, they and, filled in that particular niche. And is that why they developed colours? Because they could see exactly. colours at that point. Because there's no point in being a multicoloured moth. That would be a waste, Simon. Unless you're a moth that went to a lot of nightclubs. 
Well, all, no- all moths go to nightclubs. But they're... I don't know if they're both from the uh, lip... What's it? Lipod... Oh, my lip- God. It's like, it's like fatty. There you go. Lepidoptera. Yeah. It's like a leopard. It's not it's like me. a leopard. It's like a yes. adopt. Now, are we going to say that the opposite of a butterfly is a caterpillar? There's a mm. wonderful theory, which is wrong, but it's a wonderful theory that butterflies and caterpillars are two symbiotic species. Oh. In You're that... Not, no, no. It's in that they've... Come together in evolution almost like a host and a parasite and that the caterpillar is completely unrelated to the butterfly and then it just builds a, so hang on so the butterfly's genes take over because they've they've basically grown up in the same body and it liquefies the caterpillar and then makes it oh they're they're, uh, they're oh i see what you mean this like like and like dax the, but then but the butterfly then lays caterpillar eggs okay i mean uh... That's it's not true, but it's a lovely theory. But I, I mean, it, it. it's essentially what happens. Yeah, I mean, the, but they've they've done experiments on butterflies where they remember stuff from when they were caterpillars. Oh, so they are, they're not they're not could... bursting out of the caterpillar. They were the no. caterpillar, unless exactly. they're like Dax. Unless they're like Dax and retain the memories of a caterpillar. Of the, exactly, but a difference to the caterpillar. Yeah. But the the um. How do you test a butterfly's memory? Exactly. I thought that would be your first question and i'm not sure i'm not sure how they did it i think it's probably scaring a caterpillar with something random like a shoehorn and then showing a butterfly a shoehorn and watching them freak out <laughs> but like butterflies freak out anyway they fl- well, they're exactly. flappy they're, they're flappy freak they're, out yeah they're flappy freak but, out um, monsters they are um but yeah i just i just find anything that grows up eats a load of stuff and then liquidizes itself odd that's essentially what I do when I eat food. I turn into like I was gonna say moss. <laughs> do you I, turn don't, into I don't turn into moss. Mucus is what I meant to say. Mucus. It depends on the few. I th- I think if you drink milk, you're particularly bad. Mm, that's true. Um, what I like about doing this podcast is I pick a yeah. thing and think, oh, that'd be boring. And then you start talking about that thing and it becomes ultimately fascinating. Well, it's butterflies. They are ultimately fascinating. But you know things is my point. How do you know (laughs) things? Because I don't don't live with my head up my arse. I mean, this is stuff that... This is stuff that I learnt when I was like five. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, not the stuff about them being the same creature. So, but... what is the opposite of a butterfly? I think well, I know what see... it is. It's what we all call a daddy long legs, but isn't actually a daddy long legs. A crane fly. A crane fly, yeah. I think you're mean to crane flies, just because they're not pretty. It's not that they're not pretty, they're just odd and a bit annoying. Well, I'm not sure if it's true that crane flies, because I know that the, the story of crane flies is that they've got um, poison in them mm-hmm. that can kill you, but they don't have mouth parts big enough to deliver it. Eat you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we call them daddy long legs, but daddy long legs is another form of insect in America that's, I think. It's that a spider, fly. I believe. No, it's not. It looks like a spider, yeah. but it only has six legs and they live um, all together in some sort of weird. Basically, in your shed when you're moving a paint can, yeah. it will move that's where they, as one. That's where they live. But, or um, in the bathroom. I think somebody calls them golly whoppers, and I don't. I don't know who would call them that. Uh, Americans, probably. Probably. But um, I've heard. I've heard. Um, Gee, Willikers, that's a golly whopper. Exactly. It sounds like. It sounds know. like Donald Ooh, Rumsfeld. Golly whopper. It's so, is, is 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 a crane fly the opposite of a daddy long legs? I think we may have done the opposite of a crane fly. I, I don't think it is because I think both of them are beautiful. 
except one of them really isn't. Okay, so what is your uh, also this, butterfly? Well, it's going to be, um, he said, I look for butterflies that sleep among the wheats and make them into mutton pies and sell them in the street. I sell them unto men, he said, who stale and saw me seas, and that's the way I get my bread, a trifle if you please. Ah. And that is the um, the White Knight song from um, Through the Looking Glass. So they put the butterflies in mutton pies? Yes, Haddock's Eyes. And Haddock's Eyes. Um, yeah. That sounds like a disgusting pie to... to me. Yeah, it is a disgusting pie. You wouldn't Why don't want... you just put mutton in your mutton pie? Exactly. So it is the opposite of a butterfly, mutton, yeah. which is an old sheep. An old sheep. Well, not a lamb, basically. Yes. Not a lamb. Yes. The opposite, Johnny, of a butterfly is mutton, dressed as lamb. Now, Tony wants to know, what is the opposite of a car showroom? Ooh. It's weird that we put that cars is... in rooms. Rich people have rooms in their houses for cars, not a garage. I showed you that. I yeah. showed you that, didn't I? Yeah. That house for sale that freaked me out. One, because the trees looked like it, they were sneaking up on the house. Yeah. Like I've triffids. never seen more guilty looking trees in my life. <laughs> but also in the basement, they had an underground garage and the guest bedrooms. So the guest bedrooms had glass walls, which could be curtained shut, one presumes. And they not only looked out into the garage, but also through to each other. Oh, did, yeah, they did, didn't they? That's right. And it was just like, is this some sort of... Of course it's some sort of weird sex thing. It's Buckinghamshire. But this is a very weird car sex dogging in, inside thing. Oh, it's I like don't... safe dogging, maybe. What's the point in safe dogging? <laughs> well, but the, the, the garage was completely white as well, like a like. A, like a, a yeah. photo box or whatever you call it, a studio, but like, like, like it was more. It was less like a photo box and studio, and more like a petri dish. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw behind. one house where it had like a a cube on its corner, glass cube, and then in the cube a Lamborghini on display. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Cars are pretty objects, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're not. They're, they're not. But they are utilitarian they're... too. That's like putting a kettle on display. Yeah, but some kettles are pretty, son. Well, you do get kettle. a pretty kettle. Not an arousing kettle, but a pretty kettle. I don't know. I mean, could you be turned on by a kettle? I can turn a kettle on. You can. <laughs> turn a kettle on, Simon, with your finger. Exactly. Finger so, and kettles. Um, what, was the, what were we talking about? Car showrooms. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because they are the most awkward places with sweaty men in them who are trying to be nice and you can just see the desperation in their eyes. Have you ever bought from a showroom? You have, haven't you? Yeah, because I, I, I look up online the car I want and I go get it and sometimes they happen to be... Right, but you've never like in... gone like shopping at a car showroom? Oh, though? God, no. Yeah, I'm no, not an idiot. No. I, go, I go for the car I've looked up and want. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done it. Well, you don't need to do it, do you, Simon? That's because you're an amazing, like, you know, you find all the bargain. <laughs> I don't like... That's because I'm I... broke. <laughs> I... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like... There are space where I feel uncomfortable, which is ironic because you'd think that you'd want to go there and like be looked after everything, but it's just everything about them is uncomfortable and horrible down to the ties that they wear. Or as we've established, the crotch arrows. That they <laughs> crotch wear. arrows. So um, what is a shopping experience that's really enjoyable that you look forward to? Oh, 
Is there one? Um, I suppose eating at a nice cafe. Yeah, like a diner type cafe, I, I find. You want a diner cafe? Well, this is because you have a romantic idea that you'll go to America and you'll sit in a booth and then like Matt Damon will come and join you and be like, hey, Simon, I was thinking about writing a movie with why, you. Why Matt Damon? I Matt don't know. I think Damon. it would be Matt Damon in your in your head. That would be the old... I think you'd respect him. Oh, I respect Matt Damon. He's a good writer. See? Exactly. And I think he's like, and I think he's sort of, you know, that's who I'd imagine you meeting with. I don't think he'd piss you off. I think if you met somebody like Jerry Seinfeld, he'd piss you off. Oh, I wouldn't want to meet Jerry Seinfeld. And I don't imagine Matt Damon's got the sort of ego where you'd be annoyed by him, whereas a lot of other people would. Yeah, maybe. I I, I take your point like I take Matt Damon's point. Yeah. Whilst fingering a kettle. So so is the opposite of a car showroom having some waffles (laughs) in a diner with Matt Damon? Yeah, that's exactly what the opposite of a car showroom is. Totally the opposite of a car showroom is eating waffles with Matt Damon in a diner. Now, Daisy wants to know what's the opposite of a bucket. Ooh. It's a bucket. A bucket? I mean, a bucket is a bucket, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's like a giant thimble, which is basically, if you think about Peter Pan, like, you know, it's rude, isn't it? If a thimble is a kiss, what's a bucket? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a full on. It's a full yeah. on snoggerama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm suggesting that, you know, it's a, it's not a tub, though, is it? A tub has a lid on it. A tub? Well, don't have lids. you could have a tub without a lid, but a tub has yeah. the promise of a lid. Yeah. Doesn't Buckets it? do not have the promise of a lid. Exactly. You don't have a lid on a bucket. No. Then it's just a tub. You're right. I suppose. Or Ooh. a bin. Yeah, it's a bin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's not, yeah. It's not a bucket. Have you ever owned a bucket, Izzy? I've got a bucket, you but mean? I use it for my mop. Yeah. Did you ever have like a bucket in spade? Yep. Yeah. I had a red one with a blue spade, I believe. See, this is Simon's only working memory. <laughs> Old things. Well, that's what memory yeah, is. Yeah, no, is no. It? The time. No, no, yeah, but it's the time. It's specifically for you. It's oh, the time yeah. between the ages of four and, and four eight. Four and a half. Yeah, and no. then you just stop. And you're like, I know everything now. I will stop now. Well, it's when life became more complicated, is it? Is it? I don't know. It sounds pretty complicated when you're a kid, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. Those buckets and spades didn't match. That would should have bothered you. Oh no, I liked it. It didn't match. I never really got a chance. So is the opposite of a bucket a spade? It's the opposite of a bucket a spade. Hmm. You could dig with a bucket and you could dig with a spade, but you can't fill a spade. You can't really dig with a bucket. You could dig with a bucket. Only if it's really loose soil. Yeah, but you could do it. But what I'm saying is you can't use a spade as a bucket. Well, you can do if you're only transporting small amounts. Is it a bucket at that point? No, it's not a bucket. It's, it's definitely a spade. a spade. It's got a big stick and a handle. Bucket is a fun word to say, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I like the word bucket. Simon, are we, are we stupid? Isn't the opposite of a bucket a bouquet? Well, now, you need to explain that. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You need to explain it. All right, so on the sitcom Keeping Up Appearances by Roy Clark, Hyacinth Bouquet is spelt bucket, but she insists it's pronounced bouquet. And it took me ages to realise, like until quite recently, I realised that a bucket of hyacinths and a bouquet of hyacinths much the same thing, really. Well, I mean, yes, there is an argument for that. I, I might, I might agree with you that bouquet is opposite of bucket, but only in the world of sitcoms. Right. So do you need to put a caveat? So what's the opposite of a bucket outside the world of sitcoms? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it could still be a bouquet because you can't put anything in a bouquet. You can put a little note. Yeah, but well, you can't, like, fill it with mud. You could, but it wouldn't be good. But you couldn't, though. Could you could call it just, a bouquet after because that. Because be the mud would just all fall out. Yeah, but or it would just sit on top. What do you think of when you think of a bouquet? Do you think of it in I a pot? I think of no. No, I don't either. I think of it in a I think of it being held like by a flower girl. Yeah, or or wrapped in when string. When you say flower girl, I immediately think of a bakery. So everything's confused. <laughs> <laughs> a girl made of flour. Yeah. Um. Wouldn't want to get rained on if you were made of flour. No, you'd become. You know. You'd be scared a mess. of rolling pins. You would be. You should be scared of rolling pins anyway, Simon. They're dangerous. I made a rolling pin. Particularly, you know, if you're a mouse and you're blind. Yeah, that's true. But she's the cleaver, isn't it? She yeah. cut off the tails with a carving knife, not a rolling pin. Yeah, not cleaver either. What's not a cleaver? A carving knife. They're that's true. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yes. Quite right. Um. Yeah. It, because in the, I'm just, I swear I've seen a book with that rhyme in it where she's holding a cleaver. Well, then that illustrator has let you down. That illustrator has let me down badly, is he? And scarred me yeah. for life. Or oh, is it crabs? <laughs> Explain. Well, there's the phrase crabs in a bucket. Oh, man. Right, now, when I was little, right. Oh, God. <laughs> We had a boat. Every anecdote from the ages of four to eight. You know, but this is apropos, right? We had a boat and we took it to Porlock, right? And Porlock is um, a a, a little port on the River Severn. And the River Severn has one of the highest uh, and fastest tide rates. Yeah. But in Porlock, the way way it's uh, the geography of it, it, it comes in really fast, like really fast. It goes from low tide to high tide in about two minutes. Uh, And if you put a bucket in the water as the tide's coming in for 10 seconds and pull it out full of crabs like i mean like full of crabs it was it was amazing and it wasn't a fluke tip them out more crabs tip them out more crabs there was a lot of crabs is what i'm saying anecdote (laughs) that was an Um, anecdote that was a proper anecdote because you mentioned buckets of crabs i did mention it (laughs) as a phrase I've never heard it as a phrase. It is a phrase. It's crabs in a bucket. They pull each other down. That's why oh, they're doing Oh, because they're trying to climb each other. Yeah. Ah, I see. That that sounds like the the the, the green room of a comedy club. Really. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, so are we going with bouquet or uh, a bucket of crabs? Well, it can't be a bucket no. of crabs, can it? It'd be it's just crab. crabs. Yeah. Or is it a spade? No, it's not a spade. Okay. Oh, it could be a spade. Then it's bouquet. What's the difference between a spade and a shovel? Let's not get into that. It's bouquet. You go with it's, bouquet. Um, yeah. It's it I think it the, the honestly the difference between a spade and a shovel is the shape of the head. Um yeah, exactly. So Yeah, one's um, for one's for breaking the ground and digging. And the others for and the lifting. others for scooping the loose rubble, yeah. I, I could tell you the difference. And I, I think we just we did. Just did. <laughs> Right, Daisy, the opposite of a bucket is a bouquet. Therefore, this week worked out the opposite of a butterfly is mutton. That the opposite of a car showroom is eating waffles in a diner booth with Matt Damon. And the opposite of a bucket is a bouquet. You may plug your other podcasts. Um, yes, you can listen to British Museum Membercast. You can listen to Terrible Lizards. It's a podcast about dinosaurs. You would like it very much. I'm the Simon of Terrible Lizards. I'm the idiot. So you'd, you'd be a nice Yeah, except you're not an idiot. To... Yeah, but... 
compared to Dave about you know, dinosaurs, I am. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, you're. It's like me to dinosaurs. It's like you to life. <laughs> it's a bucket of crabs. So a whole bucket full of crap. Yeah, no, it's a, a good story, Simon. I mean, just imagine just putting your bucket in the ocean, it being full of crabs, and then emptying you, them you, out. You couldn't do it. Being full you go of to crabs. any random place on the River Severn except Poolock. You couldn't do it. Well, I could get them on a string because if you put tie bacon to a string and just dip the string in the water, they latch onto it. They won't let the bacon go. Well, who lets bacon go? Wow. Anyway, you can also please um, check out izzy.com, com, and buy my books. I have two amazing books. One is called The Unstoppable Letty Peg and the other is called Billy Swift Takes Flight. If you're looking for Christmas presents, maybe for short people and children or women or, you know, anything you like, um, yeah, get them copies buy of them. my They're books. They're very good. Buy one for yes. yourself as well. Just buy lots of them. That'd be buy, great. Buy multiple copies. Would be great. Uh, that. We'll be back next week, assuming I have my new fibre broadband working. Assuming that. Yeah. Or assuming I haven't been consumed by electronica in my sleep. And uh, that you haven't fingered a load of buckets full of crap. <laughs> is it an electronic thing that you're sleeping with or is it just a crab? Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. <laughs>